Welcome to a new episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister. And if you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more, and leave a review that greatly helps us and lets us know how we're doing. Anyways, with me this week is Nikki Robinson, and she is a really great person to have. She has so much wealth of knowledge and information on PR, event planning, financial how to actually run a PR agency as well, because she actually runs her own PR agency as well. But I'm going to let her say a little bit about herself. So welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am Nikki Robinson. I am the founder of Good Girl PR. We've been around since 2008. And I actually started the company because I was my own publicist first. And then other celebrity DJs wanted to hire me. So this is purely an accident. Nice. I would like it all, how it all comes together like that. I know. It's just funny how if you have a good follow-up and contacts, anything can happen. Gotcha. And my first question is, all my guests, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Coffee. Coffee. Do you have your favorite roast? Do you have your favorite brand that you like to do in the morning? Do you like to do Keurig or whatever? Well, I do have an espresso machine and that's espresso however i really like ground organic coffee especially during covid i've been purchasing that and i kind of mix it with cashew milk and it's quite delicious nice and moving on to event planning because it seems to be one of the biggest hit industries as well as others so what do you think is going to be the significant changes from Last year to this year, because we're actually in 2021, we made it, we arrived. How do you think everything's going to change for event planning in this year coming? I think that's a great question. During the pandemic, I was actually working as a promotions manager at Essence Magazine. And what we chose to do is to pivot to virtual events, doing online events, day-long events, curated, geared towards a certain audience based on subject, whether it be wellness, which is really important during COVID, as well as business and entrepreneurship. But I would say that going forward, we'll see more hybrid events. So you'll have events that might have a limited number of people who can attend based on COVID safety requirements, but there will also be a virtual component. Gotcha. I mean, that was leading up into my next question about virtual events, but how can people create successful virtual events because i've heard a lot of like virtual events aren't that great they're kind of boring people don't really pay attention they aren't as engaged as they would be at an actual event so how can event planners do a better job of actually getting more engagement i guess is the best way of saying it content is king as you know through social media so you want to definitely talk about subjects that people are interested in so i think pr is kind of turned into something else Um, You need to do focus groups. You need to assess what your audience is looking for. Moreover, to have good content. So maybe panels are not the best option. Perhaps within the panels, you should have peppered in some video content, short film, short video. You have to curate your content so that it flows well and that people stay engaged. And that takes practice and sometimes you have to do an event and maybe it fail and then you pivot the next time around for virtual events do you think people should be using like microsoft teams or something like that to a greater extent and figuring out how to use other features like i think 
Microsoft Teams has like rooms, or you can add rooms and stuff or breakout rooms. Should they be utilizing the features within Microsoft Teams and also with LinkedIn with their new events pages that you can create? Should there be better leverage with those two platforms? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great idea. I have actually haven't gotten that extensive as far as like the breakout rooms and things of that sort, but I think this is the time to be creative and just see what works. You know what I mean? You won't know unless you try it. And then based on after you do events, there should be some type of questionnaire follow-up. And I think a lot of times when we do events, we do the events, we count on the numbers, but we don't follow up with our audience to see what they liked and how we improved. And I think we should try things like you just suggested and then do some type of survey and then improve based on that feedback. What do you think? Yeah, I think it would be great. I actually think LinkedIn, since they have the story feature, there should be some type of integration with that if it's feasible, since LinkedIn now has stories. Right, right. I mean, right now is the time to think outside the box and kind of rethink how events um, are held and ran. And I think that anything's possible. Why not leverage all the tools that are online? But again, follow up with your audience to see what they liked and didn't like. I actually had a virtual event. I got 5,000 virtual attendees to attend. But again, it was filmed. You know, people are watching television, right? No one's complaining about Netflix content or Hulu content, right? So if we're doing these events online, you have to incorporate some type of like feature film or short film, more video type content rather than the standard panel breakout rooms. It has to be somewhat entertaining. So it's all about just curating an event that has a good flow. So I'm hearing infotainment should be part of the event planners like repertoire now for virtual events. Yeah, and I just thought of that based on the questions you asked. That's what I would do. If a client came to me, that's what I'm paid to do. Think of the ideas as well. That's what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. And how can PR pros start to plan this type of thing? Because it feels like a lot of them don't really know what to do. Or I could be wrong about that, but it seems like virtual events is that new frontier for a lot of people because it's technology and not everybody is used to technology or leveraging it as much as before. So how can PR pros start to create a successful event? What would you start to do when you started to plan one of these? So again, it begins with an idea, right? So you come up with an idea. The idea would have to then have a brand, the name of the event, right? Then in turn, once you have a name, you would come up with a tagline. Um, I like taglines because it kind of frames the strategic messaging throughout the campaign. What's the purpose of the event? Who do you want to target? And then you start planning the event, right? So how I like to plan events is by using Basecamp. You can start a Basecamp because right now a lot of talent, they're virtual. They're working remotely. So with Basecamp, you can set up different folders for different things. So the first thing with an event is, okay, now I have my name and brand. What's the logo going to look like? What's the branding looking like? So you can start a folder for branding and logos where you can manage communication through your graphic designer. Then you would start another folder with the event planning part of it. What will be the run of show for the day? What is the schedule for this event? How long will it last for? I think that most events at the beginning of COVID were running kind of long. And I think based on experience, people have cut down the time. So I think the ideal period of time for an online event is only maybe two to three hours at most. 
Of course, you'll have people who come in and out, right? The goal is to keep viewership throughout the entire day. So you want to have your calendar in there and your schedule. And then within that, whenever you have an event, you have talent, right? So you use the folder to manage talent headshots, bios, because of course, when you do an event, you want to make sure that you're bringing in talent that can attract an audience. And you have to create social cards, include them in the press release and certain messaging. So it's good to incorporate all that stuff in that event planning folder. Uh, and then you might have another folder for video. Maybe you're going to be running interstitials during your event from sponsors or upcoming events that you're working on, right? Use this as an, a time to promote other things that you're working on in the future. It's all about consistency. Moreover, you can include in that folder, like I said, video content that you want to include during your event and any other materials that you will pepper in throughout your day. And another folder could include just policies and procedures, things of that sort, scripts. You might have someone throughout the day who announces things in between events, right? They might have to have scripts pre-written. That folder could be used for that. And then outside of that, you want to determine how you're going to promote and display your event online, meaning are you going to use StreamYard? Are you going to use Zoom? You mentioned Microsoft Teams, right? So or maybe you use a combination of different things. But my point is you want to outline how all those things will work so that your event is seamless. Does that help? Yes. And what do you think about live being part of the virtual events now with like live streaming? Do you think utilizing maybe even trying to request LinkedIn actually give you live because it's, it's, there's a process for live streaming that you have to go through to actually do live streaming on LinkedIn. Do you? Th that was one of the first people to use StreamYard. So I applied for that. They just want samples of the shows that you've done in the past and they approve you, I'm sure in order of submissions, but it's kind of like curating a television show, a live television show, right? You just want to make sure that you're producing good content and that it's organized and that it fits together. It's no different than going to a party and the DJ having an opening set, the set that where everybody's dancing and then a closing out set. So you kind of have to arrange your events to keep people interested like that. And I kind of use my DJ experience when I think of this, but it holds true here. Gotcha. And what do you think about, let's say, virtual reality has been brought up a couple of times for maybe even bringing more value to virtual events? Do you think virtual reality will eventually become part of virtual events or do you think it's still going to stay in just the screens and without the extra equipment to do virtual reality? That is a good point. Ironically, I ran into a startup owner who has a VR business. Uh, to create VR content. And I mentioned events to him and his eyes got big because I don't think he was thinking about that. I think he was just thinking about including, you know, just having virtual reality content, right? But you're asking very pointed questions and they're quite brilliant because I think that's what people should do in the future. You have to pivot and kind of take advantage of all the things that are going on right now and use it to advantage as you promote your client's brand. Mm -hmm. And networking is actually part of usual regular events. So how can you make an effective networking like portion of the virtual events 
would you have to do like more one-on-ones not just have everybody in one room or one section of zoom would that be a better way of using it how can you make virtual networking better well i think you brought up a really good point earlier regarding microsoft teams and breakout rooms so i think it's hard to network among thousands of people and it's easier to network with a smaller group of people so i definitely think breakout rooms could help facilitate networking and honestly i feel like I don't have in Google this, but perhaps there's some type of app out there that you can install or use during your virtual events that will help facilitate networking. If that hasn't been invented, that'd be a great idea. I don't have the time to do it because I'm quite busy, but I think perhaps there needs to be an app that helps facilitate that type of networking that you're mentioning. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be one of those things where it's like, how can we effectively do virtual networking because it's always a part of events it seems like right got a client inquiry from a company called s'mores and it's not like a dating app it's more of like a friendship app so it's like kind of an app where you can meet new friends so i think again we're going to have a lot of new platforms popping up to help make new friends and help network during this um, pandemic where people are socially distanced yeah. And the other thing about price, because it seems like that was another big pain point for a lot of people. It's like, why am I paying full price for a virtual event that was maybe an actual physical event, but I'm not getting the same value. And because people obviously are very touchy about financials nowadays, how can PR pros and event planners like get the money that they actually need from this, but also be understanding about that it's a virtual event. So people don't look at it as a bigger value or wanting to pay as much as an actual physical event? Well, I learned this from working with Essence because ultimately they attract multi-million dollar companies to pay for sponsorship and pay for events, right? And how are they any different than your small business, a PR client that actually has less budget? And I say that because large sponsors want impressions, right? They care about click-throughs, but ultimately they understand that PR is not just a thousand people there. It's not just about how many PR placements you got that month. It's also about branding and building a brand and building brand awareness. So what I've done from a PR standpoint is kind of taken that and applied it to my business. And I'm saying, okay, I can guarantee 50 million impressions what's the value of 50 million impressions and i think a lot of times pr people we kind of undercut ourselves and not realize that we're also doing marketing right when we post on our social media when we're sharing on twitter when we're sharing on facebook groups we're helping with marketing and these are things that sometimes clients don't appreciate but that has a value and how much is 50 million impressions worth i mean Some people pay millions of dollars for that. Gotcha. And when we're talking about content, I just thought of this thing about can virtual events or can PR pros figure out a way of using podcasts as an additional content for virtual events, like having additional interviews with guests or maybe saving the recordings for their actual as a podcast and breaking it up. Is there a way of actually doing that as well so people can maybe listen on the go and they can go back to something and listen to it if they didn't get a chance to go see 
the actual session? Again, if you think about podcasts, podcasts are typically audio. So if you were to do that, you would have to have some type of video component where perhaps you use what you're doing right now, Microsoft Teams, and then you're uploading it onto iTunes and Spotify and Google Play. But then you have a separate camera there or a computer where you're using a StreamYard and you're posting to Facebook, posting to LinkedIn. But StreamYard actually allows you to download that video. You can edit it and then you can pepper that content in on your in your virtual event and promote your podcast. So again, it's really all about just being organized, having a run of show, and making sure that all your pieces fit together. You can do anything you want to do. All right, PR pros. Remember, be organized. That's the best thing you can do for virtual events. Anything else, just be organized. That is true. And talking about just monitoring the virtual events, is there any helpful tools that you have used in monitoring your events to show like the numbers for people, to show like how many people are actually tuning into? Is there any tools that you like to use during virtual events? Well, for my film festival, I use a platform called VR Live where I was able to upload each of the individual films and monitor, you know, how many people viewed the film. That's how I came up with my 5,000 person number. Moreover, if you're also using, again, it depends on what platform you're using, but if you're using StreamYard and you're streaming to LinkedIn and Facebook, unfortunately with LinkedIn, I feel like your stream actually goes down after it's done. But on Facebook and Twitter, it stays there and it shows you the number of views that you got. So it's all about kind of just adding all those numbers across the board. Um, in addition, suppose your event is over and you want to do a recap. And as you know, on Instagram, if your video is less than 60 seconds, it'll live on your feed. But if it's longer than 60 seconds, it'll live on IGTV. But the point is, is that you can't take ads out on IGTV. You can only take ads out on stuff in your feed. So you would want to do a punchy recap of your virtual event and take an ad out on it, right? And your ads will create impressions and click through, link back to the event, which is on some type of landing page. And you can also add those numbers in at the end. Mm-hmm. And fun question for you. If you could create any virtual event for yourself, what would it be? Oh, that's a good point. I love events about abundance and manifestation or law of traction. My PR company has taught me the power of those three things and just being very positive and putting that energy out and it comes back. And that's kind of what PR is about. And you know this as a PR professional. What energy you put out is what comes back. But I think a lot of people who are stuck at jobs they don't like or are not happy in their current position don't really understand the power of that. So I've always been about encouraging others to start their own businesses, have multiple streams of revenue, and just do it. Just do it. So I would want to do an event around that. So like Lisa, the guy who wrote The Secret, that kind of stuff, Deepak Raw, those type of people. Oprah Winfrey, I think she's big on that as well. Just during this time, I think people need a little hope. I agree. Hope is always a good thing to have in abundance. Yes. Anyways, any final thoughts for our listeners? No, I just want to thank you for having me on your show. Based on your questions, I just feel like there's so many things you can do with those 
things that you recommended. There's so much opportunity out there and listen to what you're asking because you can create solutions for a lot of the things that you're asking about. Cause I don't think some of the things exist. All right. It's good food for thought for me and for all our listeners as well. So thank you, Nikki. Thank you. And thank you for listening to PR 360. As always, please subscribe to PR 360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And join us next week to talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe, get organized, and be hopeful. See you next week. Later.